Salwate de Skipoli, and welcome again to another episode of Latin in Layman's. Today, what we're going to be doing is I thought that we could um, discuss hormones, and especially we'll discuss hormones that are released and secreted by the hypothalamus. So if you guys are curious about that and you guys want to learn something new about hormones and all that jazz and whatnot, then I urge you to stay with me as we dive into what the hypothalamus is, etymologically, where it comes from, and uh, yeah, and we'll dive into corticotropin, gonadotropin, thyrotropin, all those uh, release, released hormones within the body and what they do and where they come from etymologically or you know, linguistically or whatever the breakdown of. So if you're curious and you want to learn something new, then I urge you to come on over, Latin and layman's, wherever you're listening to this, I'm sure you can figure out a way to support me. Would appreciate it, as I always do. And thank you again for being here and wanting to learn more and know more about the world around us and how it is enveloped by the language that we use and utilize because language is what basically delineates everything that is around us. And if we didn't have the language to indicate what what was essentially like if i didn't have a word for a table how would i refer to a table if i didn't have a well i could call it a flat top sitting on column what if i didn't have a word for flat or top or columns see how words help us delineate and they help us to extrapolate the physical and uh yeah because how many times in our life have we felt frustrated when we don't have a word to describe something like I talk about, it's like a baby, for instance. A baby doesn't have the words to describe why they're upset, why they're crying, why they're in discomfort. Maybe they're dis they're in discomfort or uncomfortable, rather, uh, because they just pooped in their diaper and they have no words to describe the fact that they are sitting sitting in their fecal matter. And sorry, I'm not trying to be gross about it, but just think about it. Babies cry. That's their only form of communication until they actually start to develop their own words, their own language, and then they build on that language. But now we're looking at our language more critically. We're dissecting it. We're pulling it apart, and we're understanding the words that we utilize on a daily basis in conversation because then when we kind of do a little bit of a deeper dive, then we think about the words that we utilize think about how we speak and if we think about that more critically rather than it's it's kind of thinking about like breath work for instance we breathe um you know involuntarily but then you can think about you know strengthening your breath you can think about how breath can help mitigate certain situations stress responses if you guys have ever learned of wim hof i mean this guy is a you know a clear advertisement. I don't know what word I'm trying to find there, but <clears throat> we can all kind of look at the involuntary things that are involved within our body and we can think about them more critically and how we can train them. We can train our language to be better. We can train our breath to be, uh, to be more facilitative in our lives. Um, and at the end of the day, think about it. Breath work has helped mitigate stress. It relieves, you know, uh, ruminating thoughts. It helps quell anxiety. You know, think about these things and how they're utilized within uh, the uh, psychological realm. So 
breath work is just an instance of about uh, of looking critically at things that are involuntary, just like our language. Now we're thinking about our language more critically, and we're going to understand it better. So let's do it, and let's understand it so that we can both talk and converse with kings in a very highfalutin way, but also, like Roger Kipling said in his poem, If, squabble with the paupers, man. We can speak with the kings, but also be able to entertain your audience. It's not like you're going to be using all these fancy dancy medical terminology with people that don't understand it, but you can utilize these words with a different type of audience. And then those people might take you more seriously. I mean, that's what I've done in my profession as a younger teacher surrounded by all these older people. Sometimes, you know, I put on a, a suit and tie, you know, I dress um, more mature. I convey myself in a more mature, mature manner um, because um, it gives me a little bit of an edge. You know, I, I, I speak more, you know, eloquently and more, uh, yeah, highfalutin with my coworkers so that they take me more seriously so that people don't think that I'm just like this dumb 27 year old and that I know, I know stuff. All right. I'm not a dummy dumb. Okay. Don't take advantage of me. All right. And if you're going to try and take advantage of me, you're going to reap what you sow. Sorry, not sorry. So with that being said, and with that bomb being dropped, let's get on into it after this little short interruption. Thanks again, you guys, for even sticking through the interruption. Um, and uh, hey, you know what? Consider it. If you have something new that you want to share with the world, I love podcasting. And this advertisement that we're about to hear is just, you know, Spotify for Apple podcasters. Give it a shot. Not Apple pod. It's Spotify for podcasters. There we go. See you in a sec. What up, my D-O-double-G and the sizzle man is a fishizzle up in this club. What's going on? Let's get into it talking about these hormones that are secreted and released by the hypothalamus. So the term hypothalamus originated from the Greek words hypo, meaning low and or below, and thalamus in the Greek referring to chamber respectively, essentially, um, and was coined by the German anatomist uh, Johann Christian Reil, I believe. It was somewhat at the very beginning of the 18th century. I remember it was a Johann Christian. I don't, uh, and whatever. But hypothalamus, if you guys didn't know, is this small region of the brain located at the base of the brain, right below, the below chamber, just above the brain stem. Uh, and it's responsible for regulating homeostasis and controlling many of the body's autonomic responses, um, such as hunger, thirst, body temperature, and hormones. So we're going to be talking about those hormones especially. It also plays a role in emotion and behavior. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. The hypothalamus is responsible for releasing these kinds of hormones that also regulate, um, you know, other bodily systems such as our endocrine system, our endocrine, endo meaning within, crinin referring to separate or to sift. So it's the within sifting or the within separation, aka the endocrine system is, you know, separating all of the, you know, the, the hormones being secreted within the body, essentially secretion, separating, sifting into the body. It is connected to the pituitary gland, which also controls the release of hormones from the hypothalamus. We'll, we'll get into the pituitary gland in another episode and talk about the hormones associated and or rather released by the pituitary gland. So first one that we got here is 
corticotropin releasing hormone. This is CRH. Um, this is a peptide hormone produced by the hypothalamus that stimulates the release of adrenocorticotropin uh, or corticotropic hormone uh, from the pituitary gland. Adrenal, hmm, where does that come from? Essentially, probably the adrenals, right? Ad meaning to or towards. And then renin coming from renal, which is the kin kidneys, essentially. Your adrenal hormones sit right on top of the kidneys um, or your adrenal glands, rather, not hormones. Uh, etymologically, it's derived from the Greek words cortico, meaning outer, and tropin, which means to turn. So to turn outwardly, essentially, is what corticotropin refers to. And essentially, that's what's kind of happening because your adrenal corticotropin uh, hormone is what's basically, you know, creating that adrenal response within the body that gets secreted uh, that's going to wake you up in the morning. Cortisol, remember, cortisol is what wakes you up in the morning. That's that hormone that also is getting secreted. That's when your body temperature is raising a few temperatures and degrees that allows your body to kind of get primed to wake up in the morning. That's why it's very much more easy to fall asleep when you can uh, you, you uh, reduce the, the, the temperature around you and or your core body temperature by one to three degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So if you didn't know, now you know. That's how you get into deeper sleep and how you can get into sleep faster uh, is to uh, – that's why I like it cold in, around me. I, I, who likes it hot when they sleep? I mean, like, good God, unless you're, like, trying to, like, sunbathe out in the, the sun, then I wouldn't want to do that. Um, how about gonadotropin, releasing hormone? Gonadotropin is a peptide – well, this hormone is – is uh, released by the hypothalamus peptide hormone that stimulates the release of luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone from the pituitary gland. Um, it is its name rather is uh, it derived or yeah derived rather from the Greek words gonad uh, gonad coming from the Greek uh, referring to seed. Um, it's used to refer to either the testes or the ovaries in this case, but gonad meaning, uh, seed and tropin meaning to turn. So the turning towards the seed or turning of the seed essentially is that hormone that gets secreted, uh, within the, uh, the body. Third one that we're going to talk about is the thyrotropin releasing hormone, which is a peptide hormone produced by the hypothalamus that's excuse me, that stimulates the release of the thyroid stimulating hormone. So the thyroid uh, is a big player in the controlling of your uh, metabolic rate. So if you didn't know, now you know. Um, it's uh, this kind of like uh, butterfly-shaped gland located at the back of your neck under your skin. And the thyroid's main job is to control the speed of that metabolic rate, your metabolism. Um, which is the process of how your body transforms the food that you consume into energy. So, yeah, um, you know, the thyroid will also release things like thyroxine, um, uh, calicotonin. Oh, there's a couple other ones, but I forget the names of them. Um, a lot of things that I, I remember kind of, I'll just have to dive back into it later on, but I just wanted to talk about the hormones for now. And then we can, if you guys are curious about learning a little bit more of these things, then we can dive deeper into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we have the growth hormone, uh, releasing hormone as well. 
this is a peptide hormone produced by the hypothalamus that stimulates the release of growth hormone from the pituitary gland. Um, and this one especially is released in the early stages of sleep. Um, that's why you really want to focus on your sleep. That's why when you are younger in your teenage years, you sleep a lot more because you are, re you are releasing a lot of that growth hormone within your body. And that's when uh, in that early phase of sleep before you actually get into like REM sleep or non-REM deep sleep, um, that first phase of sleep is when you're releasing that growth hormone to be secreted within the body. And th th that makes sense, right? Because all the repair, the building, the growth, the development of your body is happening while you sleep. That's where the defragmentation of all the memories and thoughts throughout the day happen. That's where you are repairing your body from physical exertion and all that good stuff. So remember, get your sleep. All of these hormones also are tied to sleep, talking about that corticotropin um, and so on and so forth. So if you learned something new about that one, there you go. Let's look at prolactin, though. Prolactin-releasing hormone comes from, uh, well, it's a peptide hormone produced by the hypothalamus, like all of these have been, uh, that stimulates the release of prolactin. Pro meaning for or in front of or before, and lactin referring to lactation, aka milk. This is uh, released and its names are derived from such things. So prolactin is basically that hormone that kind of secretes within the body that releases the, the, the aspect of lactation. It creates that lactation response. If you didn't know, now you know. Oxytocin. We know about oxytocin. We've heard about this one before, I'm sure. Oxytocin, uh, well, comes from... Uh, the hypothalamus, and it stimulates the contraction of the uterus and milk production, actually. Um, it's, it comes from the Greek, Greek words oxys, or O-X-Y-S, meaning swift, and tokos, uh, meaning birth. So this is basically oxytocin, uh, a little bit different here, refers to uh, a swift birth, essentially, and oxytocin is released during the contraction of that uterus and that milk production, and that makes sense, especially because um, oxytocin here uh, is, oh, well, let's talk about it. Uh, it's a hormone that plays a major role in that childbirth, right? So the, uh, the swift birth, essentially, etymologically, it's released in large amounts during birth and labor and delivery, which, and it helps the uterus to contract, like I said, and uh, the cervix to dilate. Um, so then it helps that baby be born quickly and safely, right? The swift birth, oxytocin, etymologically. Um, it's important for that mother-baby bond. It's released in both mother and baby during labor, and it creates that feeling of connection and trust. Um, I know that that's kind of a little woo-woo, but I was reading into it, and I think that that's really important because um, we're seeing a lot of things where if the baby actually doesn't pass through the birth canal um, and is maybe birthed through C-section or anything like that, um, it's not actually also developing all of the, um, the good beneficial bacteria that that mother can carry on. Um, and we're seeing a lot of, well, they're, they're speculating hypothetic um, hypothesis on, uh, why, uh, we're seeing a lot more, uh, food allergies and all that stuff. So, um, and oxytocin also is going to be reduced. That's going to help reduce the pain of labor as well. Um, 
and all that good stuff. So it's it's a really important one. I love it a lot. Uh, I think it's very important. Uh, I think about it as that that I think about it as the swift birth, but I also think about it as kind of like making sure that that baby is born safely, and that mother is also um, safe after birth. You know, and there's that connection that is happening. So if you didn't know about oxytocin, that's a lot of what where it you know derived from and why. It etymologically just means a swift birth. The last one that I want to get into here is vasopressin, which is a peptide hormone, again, released by the hypothalamus. And I also want to touch on oxytocin is released by the hypothalamus, but it's primarily released by the pituitary gland. So a lot of these are going to overlap and uh, sorry, not sorry, we'll just have to do some overlaps and you guys will relearn something and or help it get reinforced if you continue with me on another episode. Next one here. Like I said, vasopressin, and it regulates the water balance in the body and increases blood pressure. Uh, if you didn't know, now you know, um, because it comes from the Latin words vas, meaning vessel, and pressus coming from, uh, well, Latin pressus meaning to press essentially. So if you didn't know, now you know, it just means uh, uh the pressing vessel essentially. And uh, yeah, a few notes to touch on with vasopressin, uh, just so that you guys know, um, the physiological effects are, there are a variety, it includes the increasing of blood pressure and heart rate, right? Um, the decrease of urine production, stimulating smooth muscle contraction a lot of the time. Um, it's also an antidiuretic against diuretic, right? Uh, um, so it's an antidiuretic hormone. AKA it's going to help you try and maintain that water balance by reducing the urine production, helping you not secrete more urine within the body, right? Anti means against, dia means through, uretic comes from urea, meaning urine. So against the, the through of urine, essentially, right? And diarrhea, right? Dia meaning through, rhea refers to a flowing. Diarrhea just means a flowing through, and in this case, uh, the body. Um, so, <clears throat> di uh, and then a diuretic. Uh, like coffee, for instance, dia means through, uretic refers to urine. Don't you have to go pee a lot after you drink a lot of coffee and or you got to go uh, number two because those post-coffee poops can be absolutely glorious. Um, social behavior for vasopressin um, is going to play a lot in aggression and, and pair bonding as well. Um, it's found a lot more in males than in females because we have that regulation of our fluids in our body. Uh, and males also display more aggressive behavior just in general. Uh, so there's some, some aspects of that. Um, so if you didn't know, now, you know, thank you guys again for sticking with me and being a part of this episode. And hopefully you learned something new about the hormones that are secreted within the, uh, or by the, uh, hypothalamus. And you learned a little bit more about what the hypothalamus is and that it just means the below chamber, um, and it's in your brain sickle there. So there you go. I hope you guys are gaining things out of this as well. I would love to hear more from you guys. Thanks again, everybody. Tempest, Discovery.